You are tuned in to the Supernatural Encounters broadcast from Olukayade Adedayo Ajibade, Pastor Champions Church, Lakoja. Connect with us on Facebook at Olukayade Adedayo Ajibade. I'm also on Instagram as Olukayade Adedayo Ajibade. Or visit us online, https colon slash slash www.supernatural-encounters.org. Stay tuned and God bless you richly. We give thanks to God for this wonderful opportunity again to continue on our series on praying and intercession. We will be looking into what I will call the Pauline prayers, Pauline prayers for the church. And we will start with the prayers he had for the church at Ephesus. Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 15. How Apostle Paul prayed, we have established the fact that we need to pray and we need to stand in the gap. And from this scripture, the Bible says, Apostle Paul was praying, he said, Wherefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ Jesus when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Amen. Now, here we want to consider how... Apostle Paul interceded for the church at Ephesus. It is sad to note that many believers that come into the kingdom straight in and then no one truly really midwife them. No talk of nurturing them in prayers and in the word to stabilize them so that they can grow and fulfill their destiny in the kingdom. This is the call at this moment for prayers for the saints. You see, Apostle Paul began to pray for the church at Ephesus. Of course, if you remember what he said in Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19, Galatians chapter 4 verse 19, he said, My little children of whom I travel in birth again until Christ be formed in you. This is the very first lesson I want us to learn on intercession. That for people to get saved, somebody must stand in the gap to pray for them. And when they even get saved, somebody must stand in the gap to make sure that they are nurtured unto maturity. There are so many forces militating against people's spiritual stability. They want to stand against them before they come into the kingdom. But when they now even find a way into the kingdom, they don't want them to do well in the kingdom. Hence, we have too many babies in the kingdom when they ought to be growing. And the reason why they are not growing unto maturity as it is expected is simply because... No one is praying for them. Let's learn a lesson from the life of Apostle Paul. How he prayed for the church at Ephesus. What he prayed for the church at Ephesus. The Bible says, after he has heard that they were now in the kingdom, the next thing is that I do not cease to give thanks 
and to make mention of you in my prayers. Let me ask you the question. For those of you listening to me right now, how many people do you pray for who are believers? You know, it is so easy to criticize. It is so easy to say, after he calls himself a Christian, and then we use different kinds of languages to dress each other down. That is not what God has called us into. If someone is not doing well, probably nobody is interceding for him. If someone were to be interceding properly, the person will also do well. Nobody interceded for Judas because of even the way he positioned himself. The same offense, denial that Judas did was the same offense that Peter did by denying Jesus Christ. But because there was intercession for Peter, Peter stood out. Unfortunately, no one interceded for Judas and therefore he perished. Now, what we're looking at here is the need to stand in the gap for the church. For those of you who attend churches, for those of you who are church members, let me ask you the question. Do you pray for your pastor? Do you stand in the gap? And what when you even pray for them? What kind of prayer do you really pray for? So that the things of the kingdom can really expand. Sadly, people are just into what they can gain, how they can milk the church, how they can make the kingdom. That is wrong. And what were the prayers Apostle Paul was praying for the church? First, he said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, will give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That sounds quite fantastic because it doesn't sound like the give me, give me kind of bread and butter kind of Christianity that people are hustling after now. Of course, that is the mother or probably the grandmother of all the benefits that people will enjoy in the kingdom. Because when you have the spirit of wisdom, you will not operate in error. When you have the spirit of revelation, you will not be confused. You are convinced in your heart about the truth that you've come to know. And that was what Apostle Paul was praying about. He believed that if they could get it right right from the very, very beginning, then for them to soar would be a matter of time. Now, he was praying for the church at Ephesus that they would be possessed with the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That calls for prayers. That is a good prayer point. And we also can pray that over the church. Wherever you find yourself, that is the call of God upon our lives. A call to prayer, a call to praying, a call to intercession, standing in the gap, praying and asking the Lord that the church wherein we are, the people we fellowship with, we be possessed of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation. They will come to know Jesus Christ for who he truly is and not what he is perceived or assumed to be. Many people always serve him from an acquaintance point of view. No personal relationship, no encounter. If another person wakes up tomorrow and tells them and says, well, I'm not sure it's that Jesus. It should be another Jesus that just woke up from one village. They will follow the person. Why? Because they did not have the revelation of the one they are following. There is no conviction in their heart. And he didn't just stop there in terms of the revelation. He said he was praying for an enlightenment of their eyes. So that they can know the hope of the rich of, of, of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his of the inheritance that is available to every saint in the kingdom. It, it's so sad that so many believers in the kingdom are not enlightened. They are still darkened. Apostle Paul said, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to those who are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. The God of this world is interested in darkening people's hearts. But we have a call upon our lives to see to it that believers are enlightened. 
they, they, they understand what the truth about this gospel is really all about. And then we'll come to know what the riches of the glory of the inheritance that God has made available for the saints. Believers are not just living by and then just passing by. No! Believers have an inheritance, a glorious inheritance that God has made available. But we must be able to understand it. It's like a child who has lost his parents. But before the parents passed, they had an estate. They had a will written so that the child could enjoy. But unfortunately, nobody told the child. And see the child suffering and suffering and suffering. Until somebody probably will now come and say, well, you don't have to suffer the way you are suffering because your father left an estate. Your father left a will and you are included in the will. I pray that the prayer that Apostle Paul prayed for the church will begin to work upon our lives. Not only that, we also wish you embark. People have said, I don't know what to pray for. This is one of the things you can pray for. And not only for the church at Ephesus, he prayed for all the churches as well. When next we're going to come your way, we'll look into other areas of prayers that Apostle Paul prayed so that the church can stand strong to the glory of God. Amen.